fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well, hey, happy Sunday morning to everybody out there. It's 9.02. It is actually a very nice day out. Remember last week we were it was complaining different. about the cloudy and the gloomy and the rainy? It was gray last week, like literal, like gray. You know, so this is, it was nice to it come like outside. It was a black and white movie last week. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great And comparison. this is like the first year that color television was invented. Yeah, I'll take it where you can and see sunrises and stuff. Yeah, this, is, this looks kind of cool, especially... You know, we get a this is a pretty awesome view, especially especially for me. Like you got your back to the window, mm. but I get kind of sidetracked because I, I get to looking out the window. I'm just like, wow, that's beautiful. I know wow, she's beautiful. Where is she going? <laughs> you know, so like, yeah. I, like we've talked about before, if there is a particular tourist attraction, you should give me some sort of a sign, whether it's a elbow lift or just the direct point. That's I think really, I'll do really, the direct really, point. I think really I'll be egregious if they see it. Uh, I can also turn around and look. Because sometimes, you know, you want to look at some sites. It's okay. Yeah. yeah if you're traveling, you want to go sightseeing, it's cool. Yeah. It's I'm all a tourist. Good. I'm yeah. a tourist every day. I'm not buying anything. No, just looking. And, uh, but yeah, can you believe that we had these windows closed for like my entire career here until last year, basically? Yeah, I didn't know that was a real window. Really? I, no, I just thought it was like meant some, you know. Well, don't you remember when we had that? Wind snowstorm, yeah, and the the tree collapsed outside and broke that's, our window. That's right. That's right. Then it also collapsed it a window. And, and broke a uh, did it break a bench as well yeah, or something like that? It shattered the bench that was yeah. outside. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was a pretty strong windstorm. I had actually the wind knocked down a a, a branch in my backyard. It was a pretty it's pretty big branch too. You know, Are you talking down. about that like forty mile per hour windstorm we had last week. Yeah, that was did you lose power nope. that day? Leader died. Jesse, did you lose power that day? We had the big. Windstorm, I didn't. I know a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people did, lost though. power. I had my lights flicker a little bit, and I was like, oh, God, please don't do this to me. <laughs> Mine flickered once, but the windows were just, I, I thought the windows were going to break for, for a little bit. So. I know. My door does it. When the wind blows really hard, our front door kind of, like, moves slightly. And first of all, it scares the hell out of us every time because we're like, who's breaking into our house right now? And then second, it's just like, wow, that's really strong wind. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel bad for anybody that was outside walking or more than that sleeping or anything. That, that was awful. Yeah, oh. I grew up out on the edge of Gresham and and um, Troutdale. And so they got a, a lot of that wind from, mm, from the, the mouth of the gorge and yeah. everything. Um, I, I used to have windstorms like that where it sounded like, there was a big giant outside the house beating on it like a bass drum from side to side. It then, you know, of course, my brother and I, we would take our, our rollerblades out and a tarp, and we would see how fast we could get going. And you think about how dangerous that was. Weather was like, is scary, bro. Yeah. Like, there's, I mean, seriously, like, if you think Being about a kid it, is scary. Mother too. nature. Think about those things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you think that shadow is, is a ghost or is some type of monster coming to get you. Like, being a kid sucks, but, you know, it's super scary. But, Man, weather's even scarier. Just think about it, man. Mother Nature, there's there's nothing you can do. Like, for for any type of natural disaster, for the most part, if it comes towards you, like, it's 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 pretty much a wrap. Like, if yeah. a, a flood, um, a tsunami, an earthquake, uh, a, a tornado, like, really, we're, uh, 
what do you do? You just you just hope for the best. There's nothing else you can do. Well, I I think that's why the whole earthquake thing freaks everybody out because the whole this area is overdue by however many years, hundred plus years for a giant earthquake, and they have these articles. How none of the infrastructure is ready for it. Everything's going to be destroyed, and everyone goes into a panic. And some of those things might very well be true. All of them might be true. I don't know. The way I look at it is, there's no point in stressing about it because what can you do? Right. No. If the earthquake hits, you're gonna be in an earthquake. Like, what, do you, what are you gonna do? About Moving it? to the Midwest. Ah, uh, yes. So for all the tornadoes, I'll tell the court. Would you rather be in in the earthquake that changes all of North America, or man, <laughs> live in the Midwest where you gotta uh, face a couple tornadoes? Some people do a like tornado to, watch. I don't see any earthquake watches. I'd like to live where I want to live, and then if something happens, I will deal with it then. Well, you're a bold guy. Not bold, right just I. It's not worth if it. If I know it's about. if I know it's coming, I'm gone. Peace. But you won't know it's coming. I'm, You'll know like a minute before it happens. You think it'll be that fast before it gets all the way to to Portland? Yeah, that's what they've been saying. Is that they were trying to develop a warning system, but it would only give you a minute or two notice that the earthquake's coming. Oh, so, like, if you want to very quickly take glass things off your walls and cover the windows and put shoes on or something than you would be able to. But uh, generally, that's not a lot of fun. I've seen the day after tomorrow. I don't think that's going <laughs> to – I don't think that's going to help. Well, so Jake Gyllenhaal talking <laughs> that's, a lot. That's an earthquake and, a, and like, four megastorms and yeah, Statue of Liberty being knocked down under the water. And it's That was happen. actually a – can I admit something? That's a guilty pleasure movie for me. That movie's awful. And I still like it. I went and saw day. it at the theater when it came out. Just to, I was bored and had some time on my hands. I was like, I'll go check out a movie. I used to do that a lot. I saw a lot of movies in the theater. Like, no male should ever probably go see, you know. <laughs> but that that was that was kind of one of them. Well, that's not one that no male should see. That was just a crappy. No, I'm just saying in general. Like I saw some movies. I was oh, like, like you went probably. by yourself to go see Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey. I did not see. I, I went with someone to see Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm. You know, that's that. That would have been That's super awkward. Move, yeah, yeah, that would have been super awkward to sit there by myself watching Christian Grey. And talking about storms is really depressing, but I'm going to depress you even more right now. This is the last two days. This is the last day of multiple football games in one day. Actually, that's not true. This is the last, second to last week of multiple football games in one day. Yeah, yeah. This is because yeah. next Sunday we get the two championship games, and then we got to wait two weeks yep. for a Super Bowl game, which is silly. You know what I mean? But whatever you know so yeah it's it's football is, is coming to a Isn't that to a close it's a little sad you know just because for these <clears throat> for these days it's so it's so easy to talk football especially as you start getting into the thick of the season towards i don't know like week 12 everything starts to matter just a little bit more and so now you're at this that pot that spot to where you know one of four teams at this point one of you know eight teams is going to be left standing so that's you know that's awesome well, it's cool. It's, it's fun. It's, it's no, a fun it's all, time of year. Because you know you're going to get – you should get competitive football. You never know what you're going to get in week 10, you know, week 11. You know, you get some teams that know they're nowhere near the playoffs, and so that game can be kind of a bust. But these games, you know, everybody is, you know, putting all their effort out on the field just to make sure they can get to the next round. I was just imagining that first weekend after the Super Bowl – I'm going to ignore the middle weekend because eh, the Pro Bowl, whatever. I, I'm imagining that first weekend after the Super Bowl and going – now what? You gotta actually do stuff with do your I, wife and girlfriend and stuff now. Do I watch not even playoff NBA? Do I watch early season college basketball? Well, well I guess not early season, early conference season college basketball. Or do I just 
get rid of sports until baseball comes back. Well, the great thing about, <laughs> you know, football season kind of ending is you jump basically right into the all-star break of basketball. So all the competitive stuff for hoop is really kind of starting to kick off. It's like the Super Bowl, Super Bowl ends, and I believe the next week is the all-star game. And so, Is it that soon after? Yeah, I think it's like within a week, maybe two weeks or something like that. Well, after that good. is is I know the All Star Game is typically right in the middle of February. And so if the Super Bowl is like usually the, the the last week of January, first week, first, first week, week of February. February. Yeah. So you know, a couple weeks after that, you get the All Star. You get the, you know, we get to start talking about who should be an All Star and is Dame really going to make the team this year and should CJ be an All Star and all this. So you get to have those little conversations, which is kind of cool because. Whether people want to admit it or not, those all-star things are, you know, the snubs or whatever. It's fun to talk about for a couple of days. Well, that is, that's true. That's coming up, and that'll make it a little bit more exciting. But yeah. It's just, it's just going to feel weird because it, there's not going to be that given on Sundays that you're going to be able to watch. Oh, it's like you're leaving your main chick for your side chick for just the for just a season. For like six months. Yeah. yeah. Then you'll be back. She knows it. Mm, yeah. She does know it. Yeah. No matter what she does, we'll be back. Exactly. It's exactly that's, no, that's no, the NFL. And, and isn't that messed up though? That's no the matter. NFL no matter. Show. No matter what's happened, you know, there's been protests and there's been you know some silly suspensions and black balls and and PEDs or whatever. But yet and still. <laughs> at the end of the day, we're all watching. You, know, you, you just come right back to it. So it's an addiction for all of us. It is. It is an addiction for it. all of us. Uh, so let's feed that addiction by talking about the NFL from basically the rest of the show. We, we're going to do similar to what we did last week. So the game that's at 10 a.m. is the Patriots Charger game. So we'll be talking about that this hour, uh, probably starting at about 930 or 940. We'll be getting into that game. We'll also recap the two games from yesterday. We will start. Well, I'll let you choose. Where would you like to start? With the Cowboys and the Rams, or the Chiefs and the Colts? Uh, we can go. We can go. Chiefs Colts. That was a more, at least, a more competitive game. It's. I thought the other one was more competitive. Did you really? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, mean. I thought the Colts played awful. Uh, but okay, we'll start with Chiefs Colts. That's coming up next. We'll talk about the Rams Cowboys in the uh, ten o'clock hour, as well as preview the later game today, which is Eagles Saints. We got Hater Love It at nine thirty, and uh, West Coast Bias is going to be at ten fifteen today. Jesse, so that's in the exact same spot as normal as we'll be talking about the Rams at that point. And uh, actually, you know what? No. West Coast bias is at 930 today. Chargers. Got it. West Coast. Uh, that's at 930. Hater love it's at 1030. That's all coming up. Text us in the better you today. Text line at 55305. Find us on social media at 1080 the fan. I'm at Mike Lynch 27. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Jesse's at Jesse Osman. A-S-Z-M-A-N. All those are Twitter handles. Next, Chiefs. Colts, this is Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 15 here on your Sunday morning. Mike and Rashad with you. Lots of NFL coming up for the rest of this show. And uh, we are going to start with yesterday's Chiefs-Colts game. Chiefs win fairly big, 31-13. They did cover the spread. So all of you Vegas guys out there who picked the Chiefs, I think they were a seven-point favorite in the game. Uh, very easily covered it with that 31-13 win. This game was... To me, a bit unsurprising. And the reason I say that is everyone was jocking the Colts in this game. Everyone was saying, ah, the Colts will cover, the Colts will win the game. 
you know, the, the Chiefs always, always choke in the playoffs, right? Andy Reid is historically known for being a bad time manager and really struggling in the playoffs. And frankly, they were bad against the Colts historically, too. They were 0-4 against the Colts in their playoff history, which included the 28-point lead blown back in 2013. If you remember, they were up 31-3 to at halftime, and they lost mm-hmm. that game in Indy. Uh, and also includes last year, not against the Colts, blowing a 15-point lead against the Titans on that Marcus Mariota yeah, catching his own pass thing. Yeah, that was a great play. Um, and losing in the first round as well. But everything that I, I had read before the game, everyone was talking about the Colts, about the Chiefs' bad history. But in my head, I was thinking, this is a different quarterback. This is Patrick Mahomes. This is the MVP of the season right here. This is not going to happen again with Mahomes there. It's not. It's not going to happen. That's how I viewed it. And that's why, to me, it was unsurprising that they won the way that they did. I thought Mahomes played great. Uh, He did not throw a touchdown pass, but it's not necessary when you're using the run to set up the pass like the Chiefs did yesterday. Damian Williams had a great game uh, running the ball and shows you that the Chiefs' offensive system is pretty good. And it wasn't just Kareem Hunt, although Hunt was good prior to uh, him getting cut for the abuse video. And I was really, really, really impressed by Mahomes' ability to continue to make those crazy highlight throws in a playoff atmosphere in the snow, in the cold against the defense that last week showed that it was for real. And he just went, diced him up. No, I was, I was really surprised. I, I kind of, I wasn't in that Andy Reed, you know, majority of people that said that he'll, he can't win the big one. Andy Reed's a damn good coach. And if you say otherwise, and you clearly don't watch football and haven't watched much Andy Reid when he was either the Philadelphia head coach or here as a the Chiefs head coach. Andy Reid knows how to coach him some football. Now he just finally has a quarterback that's more than just capable. You know, you look at what Alex Smith was able to do. Now Alex Smith is a very good quarterback. Can we all agree on that? He's not a he's Alex Smith is no scrub. He's not the athlete that Patrick Mahomes is. He doesn't have the gun that Patrick Patrick Mahomes has. And Alex Smith was the number one overall pick. You know, at a point. This is the first time Andy Reid has had really a playmaker that can make plays with his head in the game since he had Donovan McNabb. You know, this is the first dude he has that that can once things are going wrong, man. Oops, no look pass or just I'm I'm gonna pump fake like Donovan McNabb would do and get everybody up off off their off the ground and then just run right past him. Like Mahomes is incredibly creative, and you saw a lot of that last night. And I feel like it's just one of those things like they just have such a better team than the Colts had. Like, Cal Cowherd said this earlier in the week, and actually he's been saying it for a couple weeks, and I kind of I tend to agree with it. Like, name seven players f- from the Colts. Right, exactly. You know, you you, you almost can't do it, but it's it, you can name seven players from the offense of the Chiefs right now, no problem. And you also look, you got to get take a give a lot of credit to that Chiefs defense too, a defense that we've been knocking on for a lot of the year about not being good, not being able to stop, you know, anyone. And last night they came out and stopped – what could be an MVP candidate in Andrew Luck. Well, Alex Smith is a guy that that can't get no love from me if it's Patrick Mahomes. See what I did there? I get it. I get it. Yeah. Very nice. I was waiting for that one. Very nice. I was like, what's the next lyric? Okay, that's what it was. Very nice. <laughs> uh, especially when compared to Patrick Mahomes. And I'm, I'm joking, of course, but I, I do mean it. I, Alex Smith is really a really good quarterback, but when you're comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, he's Apples nothing. Apples and oranges. He's nothing. And the, the pass to me that was the solidification of that was – the sidearm pass to, I believe it was Travis Kelsey over the middle, and there was a, a blocker being pushed, his right tackle, I guess it was, was being pushed into his right side uh, by one of the Colts defenders. 
and he dropped down and he did he did almost like a, a pitcher submarine throw it was a sidearm but it, the way he dropped it looked like kind of he was a pitcher and completely took the defensive lineman off guard because he jumped as if it was going to be a normal throw winged it around both of them and it was a perfect spiral led Kelsey perfectly he caught the ball for a first down and I know he's done things like that all year but in a playoff game in a moment like that I just was in awe of, of how talented he was and he didn't even have the best statistical game right he didn't throw a touchdown he only completed uh, I mean not half but a little under half of his passes or a little over half of his passes so it wasn't the, the best game statistically, but his ability to sit in the pocket, quickly decide where to throw the ball, and dice up that Colts defense was was amazing to me. The, the Chiefs were never off the field. Like, I was – if they would go to a commercial, I might I would flip to, like, Syracuse was playing hoops at the same time, so I was flipping back and forth. And every time I came back, the, the Chiefs were back on the field. The, the Colts' offense was doing nada. They were terrible. So, actually, the Colts do – their first, the first drive in the in the first half, uh, had all of ninety one yards. In the first half. In the first half, they had all of ninety one yards. How about this? They only had, they only ran seventeen plays, in the first half. You know how I many the Chiefs ran in the first half? I mean, thirty eight. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna guess forty something. Yeah. Thirty eight plays in the first half, and uh, four of their five drives in the first half went for touchdowns. Five plays touchdown. Eight plays touchdown. Fifteen plays field goal. Five plays that. Could have was going to be a field goal, but it got blocked, and that's where the Colts got their first touchdown. Then the next one was that was the punt. Yeah. That was the punt. Excuse me. And then uh, then a uh, uh, ten plays and a touchdown, and that's just in the first half. Like when you go three and out, your first three possessions, like seriously, three plays, one, two, three, you're done. You're not going to win against a team that knows how to put up Madden type numbers. That's and not going to happen. They also killed the clock pretty well to the Chiefs. Did. Absolutely. You, you think about this year. You think about the Chiefs moving fast. You think about Tyreek Hill and really, really big play scores. The Chiefs were just eating clock the entire game. And that goes back to that Their Andy Reid. possession was 39 minutes and 49 seconds. The Colts, 20 minutes and 11 seconds. They had basically 20 more minutes of possession in the game than the Colts. You're not going to win if you're Indy like doing that. No. Marlon Mack, I believe, had, and my computer isn't working, so forgive me. But Marlon Mack had, what, nine touches yep. on the night? Nine carries and one one target on that, the, in the, that's i mean for one of your impact players like somebody who's been good especially towards the end of the season for marlon mack you know you, you need to be able to feed him a lot more than you did and that, that i think that was a big big uh achilles heel for them last night uh, this is something i've been really kind of it's it's been the storyline of the playoffs to me so far this season it, it hasn't been any upsets or you know uh Kansas City came out and they looked really good yesterday, which they should out of a bye. The Rams came out, looked really good yesterday, which they should out of a bye. That's one of the advantages of coming in the playoffs and having a week off is you get an extra week to plan for your opponent, implement new plays, new schemes, new ideas. Mm -hmm. Have uh, like you, If you watch Kansas City in their scripted plays, they just they marched right down the field. And But what has been happening in the playoffs is – Defenses have t defenses have taken their play to a next level. 
KC, that defense played for the the best defensive game they played all season long oh, yesterday. Justin Guess Houston what was amazing yesterday. Same thing with the Rams. Played their best game of the season defensively yes, yesterday. You look at Dominican Sue, first time all season long, he's been a factor in the game. He was a factor in the running game. And I, I guarantee you, Wade Phillips goes into that locker room and goes, I didn't bring you in for that first 16 games of the season. I brought you in for three games. Three games, Aqib Tlaib, three games, Indomitian Sue, three games, Sam Shields. Come in and play three games, and we'll get ourselves a Super Bowl. And, th- and that's the nice thing about having that type of talent. But but the running game there, the defense is there. As much as you want to say it's all about offense, it's all about um, the passing game, what's really shined in the playoffs is classic ground control, burn the clock, play defense football. Mm-hmm. The, the thing for me and you kind of alluded to it there, Jesse, the Chiefs' defense was awful all year. Awful. Terrible defense. I mean, they played a ton of games where it felt like it was 41 to 38, right? They were just getting by from their offense alone. Yesterday, the you're talking about it, Rashad, the Colts couldn't do anything. And I remember watching the game, and uh, it was Chris Collinsworth doing that game, and he kept commenting on, this is the best the Chiefs have played all year on defense. And I think having the bye week, a lot of people poo-poo it because the other team got a chance to play and there's some momentum and and then the top seeds are kind of just resting on their laurels a little bit. Even if that happens every once in a while and the top team loses, I mean, it's possible. It happens. It's the NFL. You get an extra week to rest and to prepare. And if you give some of the elite coaching minds in this game that extra week to prepare, Andy Reid, Sean McVay, so far, um, this week or today, we'll see Bill Belichick and Sean Payton. We'll see if they also have some tricks up their sleeve. I'm sure they will. It's really, really hard to win those games. It Absolutely. really is. And Absolutely. That's, that was part of the reason why I was unsurprised. Everyone was on the Colts, it felt like. Everyone. And I'm sitting here going, they had an extra week to prepare for this. Well, I think I think a lot of people, a lot of reasons, cho- a lot of people chose the Colts because you see that offensive line and you see how good they were. Not as great yesterday, but still a very good offensive unit. Um, you see the connection between Andrew Luck and Eric Ebron that they've had this year. I mean, it's it's fair to say they may have been the best tight uh, quarterback to tight end uh, duo in the entire NFL this year. You know that, that you can really make that argument for them if you really wanted to. And then for me, man, Patrick Mahomes is, is awesome and he should be the MVP. But Andrew Luck is special. You know, for him to come back after we didn't know if he'd be able to throw a football the right way again for him to come back in his first real year of football in like two years and put up some of the numbers he did this year, man, shows you how what a, what a machine that he really is. Of all, all the all, the whole game yesterday, there's one dude that threw a touchdown yesterday, and it wasn't Patrick Mahomes in this offense that just, you know, can do whatever they want to, man. It, it was it was number 12 from the Colts. So he's, he was still the best player on the field, even though it didn't really look like it. Like, he's been great, and we talked about it yet last week, is his offensive line has been awesome for him this year he's one one of the least sacked quarterbacks as far as starting quarterbacks in the nfl and yesterday they got beat a little bit yesterday they got beat he got he got sacked three times in the game and i I, honestly i don't know how many games luck has been sacked more than twice this season so that was a that that was a big coup for for the defense to be able to kind of penetrate and get to andrew luck and they made him uncomfortable and i think that's going to be the theme for the rest of the games uh, today is which of these teams can make their quarterback the most uncomfortable all right let's break Coming up next, it'll be West Coast bias time as we will be discussing the Chargers-Patriots game coming up here in about a half hour. Rashad's nervous. He's nervous, man. 
And he's talking in the third person, which is strange. That's next here on The Fan. It's time for some West Coast flavor. Yes, this is the center of the football universe. Don't oversell it. I'm not selling anything. Come on, stop milking it. I had it here in my lungs. I'd scream at you. This is West Coast Bias, an in-depth look at the NFL's Western teams on Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. West Coast Bias time because we are going to be previewing the game starting in a half hour. That's making Rashad sweat over there. The Patriots it's not and sweating, man. the Chargers. It's not sweating? Just It's just a little, it's, it's hot in here. Yes. Yeah, it's just, you know, that's all it is. The heat is on. We just need to turn it down right now. I did turn it down because I was actually sweating because the sun is hot. Yeah. Look it's, at me complaining about the sun. Yeah, right. We're getting to. We're, it's almost. It's almost that time. We're a few months away from. Oh yeah, from when we all take for granted that it's nice every day. Yes, and people are going to start. Oh my God, when is the sun going to go away? I'm like, oh man, you people. <laughs> you forget so easily. Jump in the lake. So, I'm just going to ask you, Rashad. You, you came in and said, "I have never felt less confident in my team." And Rashad is a Patriots fan. For those who are first listeners or don't remember, uh, why are you so? Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of reasons. You you look at this Pats team, and clearly, they're not the same that you're. You're not. They're not a team you're used to seeing. You know, there's just a there's something off about them. And you would think it'd be the whole Brady Belichick thing, and I don't think that's the case. I just look. You look at a roster. There's just. I'll be real. Just not as talented. You know, losing Josh Gordon a few weeks ago, uh, so he can deal with his you know mental health issues was a big blow. Like, people can act like it wasn't, but Josh Gordon was that guy that all of a sudden started to stretch the field for them and kind of became uh, not, I'm not going to call him Randy Moss because I don't think that's disrespectful, but almost kind of became their their deep threat that they needed. And, you know, Hogan has been eh, this season, you know, at best. Edelman is older, and, you know, he's 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 been beaten up a, a lot. Gronk has obviously been beaten up a whole lot. You know, there was a report that he's going to think about retiring again. Yeah, and so I mean, there's just you look at this team. Like the defense has played better than I think a lot of people want to give them credit for. I will give them that at that point. But I just know when you, when you talk about winning the Super Bowl and possibly, and I'm not trying to look forward to next week or anything, but you know, possibly playing a team like the Chiefs, where the, they just have offense from in, wherever you can, where they can pull the the. 53rd guy off the bench, and he's probably going to go out there and create some type of offense uh, for that team. So I don't, I'm don't. i looking at this Patriots team going, who's the impact player? You know, Sonny Michelle has been great at points and then has been really regular at other points. James White is probably the most consistent player of anybody on that team, you know, right now, not named Tom Brady. Brady's had a, an okay season, you know, some of the fewest touchdowns he's thrown since, you know, since he kind of came in the league, but it's just a it's just a team that looks old. All that said, they still got a first round by. They still went eleven and five. They still ran through the AFC East and ran through whomever else in in the AFC. And I mean, so I mean, there's they still have the best quarterback and and uh, and coach. You know, in my opinion, as far as experience, I watched a seven minute montage the other day of all of Tom Brady's playoff touchdowns seven minutes of course you did of all no so i mean i didn't watch the whole thing by like minute three yes you did by minute three i understood you, you know watched what I'm the whole a, thing. no i really didn't but because it was seven minutes and i didn't want to sit there and watch seven minutes you laid of, back on your couch and just went. put my put my feet up had ah, a drink yes. and watched the whole mind you like but you think about that and i think this is a big reason why it's hard to pick against the pats because there was a seven minute montage of tom brady 
touchdowns in the playoffs. Like he's been that unstoppable in the playoffs. And so if there's any 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 you know check marks that you can have, it's quarterback, coach, and then everything else for the Patriots is I think a wash at this point. Gronk will still be the best tight end on the field today, I think, but uh, Hunter Henry's you know what I'm saying? Hunter Henry's back, but I mean if you still line him up, I'd still take a great game for Gronk. The the thing with the Patriots for me is this is not the first time in the last bit of I don't know if it's still a dynasty anymore, but the last bit of great great play from the Patriots and Super Bowl appearances and wins. This is not the first time that people have doubted them after a bye with a team coming in. I remember many times going, you know, I, I just don't think the Patriots got it anymore. I think the Patriots runs about to end. And every single freaking time they proved me wrong. Every single time they proved me wrong. And I'm with a lot of people in who are talking about the Chargers today saying that the Chargers should win this game. And I, I do think that the Chargers could win this game. I think everything that you said is correct. Tom Brady's having probably the worst season of his career. It, well, maybe not the worst season of his career, but the worst season in a very long time. Their skill positions are very weak, and the Chargers are playing great football. Awesome football. The only reason they're a wild card is because the Chiefs were the winner of their division. So it's not like they're playing the Ravens this week. But I bring up the Ravens for a reason. The Ravens almost came back against the Chargers last week when Lamar Jackson couldn't do anything the entire game, and then he threw two touchdowns, and the Chargers almost charged it. They did. They almost charged it. And to me, that makes me nervous because the Ravens were not a good football team, right? And they said after the game, and we talked about this last week, that they knew 70% of the offensive plays the Ravens were going to run, 70. And they made the best decision they could and played seven defensive backs on the field to, to slow down Lamar Jackson, and it worked. And they still almost lost the game because they're the Chargers. And that's what they do. So combine that, those two things, right? You've got the Chargers who have a history of chargering it. Mm-hmm. And you've got the Patriots who have a history of proving everybody wrong no matter what and being one of the best teams of all time, if not the best team of all time. There's no effing way I can pick against the Patriots today. There's none. They're at home. It is freezing cold in Foxborough right now. They're, they're saying the temperatures are really, really, really low at the moment. And... Chargers play in California. Chargers this year do have a good road record, so that's not going to hurt them necessarily. But you put Tom Brady and Bill Belichick with one extra week to prepare for, I'm assuming they thought they were going to be playing the Chargers, uh, a little extra time to prepare for the Chargers. I'm going to pick the Patriots to win this game. I can't, well, and, I can't and, go against it. And here's the other thing. like, I guess as, as far as making the case for the Chargers, like, you look at this, the, the rest of the teams in the playoffs right now. Man, who has a better roster than the Chargers? I mean, honestly, who has a? We've been Chargers have been that team that have been just on the verge, who on the cusp every year. The I mean, Chiefs, I, I the would Chiefs, say the Chiefs, it, the but, Saints, the Rams, uh, all have better roster. I'm, I'm looking at a team like I don't, I don't know right now, like who, who's who's been playing better football coming into the uh, to the playoffs. Now that, than the Chargers. that I'll give you, the Chargers I, have been playing very I, well. The one thing I'll say is I, I think that that comeback for Baltimore almost happened because Baltimore's defense is nice. Baltimore's defense, and that's that's the one thing that you can point out with that Ravens team and say that's what they do. The Patriots don't do defense like that. You know what I mean? And so Neither did the Chiefs, but yesterday no, they did it. But yesterday they, they came did out. The Rams yesterday they did it. No, yes, yesterday they came out and did that. Will the Patriots defense be able to come out and and stop this Chargers offense and stop Phillip Rivers and stop? Uh, that's the the big question. It should be noted. 
Phillip Rivers is 0-7 against Brady. He's never won a game against Tom Brady in his career. You got to think that Phillip Rivers, who, in my opinion, is one of the best quarterbacks to not win a Super Bowl at this point. He needs the Super Bowl more than any other player in this play in the playoffs right now. So going if he goes in there and he beats Tom Brady in in Gillette, uh, my money's on the Chargers all of a sudden. I I just I look at the the Chargers and I I see a really good team, but I feel like I see a team that all season long pundits have been overstating how great the offense is. I think it's a really good offense, but um, it's a second tier offense. The, a lot of a lot of pundits like to put this up right up there with the Chiefs or the Rams or the Saints, and they're not. They they really aren't. You have Keenan Allen's a fine wide receiver. The the Williams guys fine wide receivers. Your your tight ends okay. You have a really really good quarterback and you have a really really good running back, and your defense is playing pretty well, but. I, there's just so much about history to me that tells me this should be a Patriots win today, just based on the fact that, man, there were a couple of signs last week that the Chargers just kind of wanted to give that win away. There were you, you you have to go on to Foxborough at Gillette Stadium where nobody wins in the playoffs against the Patriots. They just they don't. And, and then you have to take into account that. Bill Belichick probably is the best coach out of a bye in, in the last 15, 20 years. And so all of these just kind of make me Andy go. Andy Reid also very good out of a bye. Andy Reid is very good mm-hmm. out of the bye. Um, so to me, being a Broncos fan also, being like, all right, I, I think this might be the first time ever I'm I'm rooting for Tom Brady and the Patriots because they're the only only team that can stop the AFC West from going to the Super Bowl well, at this you point. You can't root for the Chargers, right? No, so. no, I can't. I can't root for the Chargers. I can't root for the Chiefs. And so now I'm I'm in the corner of something I never thought Just I'd root say. Just the NFC, Jesse. Don't worry. I, about right? It. Yeah. No, I'm definitely in the Rams are my number one team right now. I'm just I'm I'm really rooting rooting heavy for the Rams. But but the, the I I think it's overstated how good the Chargers are. I think they're a really good team, but I don't think they're as good as a lot of people think they are. All right, let's break. Let's wrap this conversation up with some of your texts on the Better You Today text line 55305. As well as I want to look a little bit ahead because we did see the report about Gronk, and we know that the skill positions on this team are waning, and we know Bill Belichick doesn't have too many years left. Are are, are the Patriots going to still be able to win and stay consistent when the era of Tom Brady ends? I'm very curious about that. So that'll be next with some of your texts. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Better you today. Text lines 55305 if you'd like to chat with us throughout the show. A couple of texts from the previous segment I want to get to here. Rashad, right there with you. Born and raised in Boston and a fan since the Jim Plunkett days. I love me some Pats, but this is not the team that I we've been so spoiled by the last 18 years. Even if they win today. It's KC next, and my heart will explode with the anxiety. I watched that touchdown video too. Tom is magical, but that was then. That was then, man. And it's you know you look at a quarterback who's just clearly a step behind or a half step slower in everything. And the one thing we know about Brady is if you get to him, and if this Chargers defense can make him uncomfortable, and as Stephen A. Smith would say, have him tap dancing in the pocket, and the Chargers can win this game. Like you know, already the arm strength. 
has kind of started to wane a little bit. He's not the same strong arm quarterback that that he used to be. And so I mean, now you don't have anybody that can just really dart down the field and and beat two and three defenders. Like it's it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle. But for me, as a Pats fan, like you know, I've been eating cake for dinner every night for the past eighteen, almost twenty years. You know, I can't be mad when there's no more cake for dinner. All of a sudden, you know, what I mean, I have to. Eat, eat the same food everybody else eats. So you know that the rebuild is coming, you know, but I think at the same time, if you keep a guy like McDaniels, depends on how long Belichick is deciding to stay. McDaniels passed on a few great jobs again, yep. you know, so that means he's thinking about sticking around. I think he knows that when Belichick leaves, he's going to get the keys to the, to the car. Yeah, he's the coach in waiting. He, and he, and he knows that. Being and the coach would you leave? Mm. Honestly, with this, Robert Kraft is an owner that stays out of the mix. For, for, as, high, for as, as much cachet as Robert Kraft has within the NFL – he doesn't – the Brady thing, that was the only time he's ever stepped in with all the great players the Patriots have cut at the beginning of – or the, towards the end of their prime, middle of their prime. Man, Brady's the one dude he said, no, nah, I'm not letting you get rid of him. Everybody else, you know, and then, you know, they want to be want to be mad at, at him. But where's Garoppolo now? On the sideline, again, hurt for the second time as a starter. So – I mean, I mean, you can't predict that. You, I mean, but you can't. But he, the first time he was a starter, he got hurt for the season. So now as his second time as a full, the full-time starter, he was hurt for the season. So in hindsight, things kind of worked out for him because who's the bait? I don't even know who the backup is for the Pats right now. I think it's um, – Ooh, I don't actually know who it is. Oh, is it Brian Hoyer? Still? I think it's Brian Hoyer. Yeah, I was going to say it's Brian Hoyer. As long as it's not Brock Osweiler, we're good. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, another text that came in. Let me go back and find it. Um, the the Pats play with twelve men. Bill Effing Belichick is the guy. The Chargers really have to beat them, or he's the guy the Chargers really have to beat. Yeah, that's a hundred percent what I was kind of saying earlier. Is there's a lot of question marks about the Pats, but you got Bill Belichick and you got the week off, and you've got a master tactician, and you've got the best coach at making adjustments in the NFL. So I would not be surprised if you saw a game that was say fourteen ten Chargers at halftime. And the Patriots have looked kind of slow and they've looked a little bit awkward. And in the second half, the Pats scored 21 unanswered points and went 31 to 14. I would not be surprised by that at all because Bill Pelichek is the best at making those halftime adjustments. And I'm with Jesse from what he said last segment too. People are jocking the Chargers like the Colts. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, who is really that good on this team? You've got Phillip Rivers, right? Great quarterback. I agree with you. He's very deserving of, of making it to Super Bowl. He's done a lot in his career, as much as I don't personally like him. Melvin Gordon, one of the best five running backs in the game. Keenan Allen, a really good receiver, although not having the best year. And that's it, right? A couple of good defenders. You know, Antonio Gates is still there, but he doesn't really do much anymore. The Chargers, to me, are not that good at every single position. They have a lot of they have a couple of really good players that were able to push them through this year, and their defense I think outperformed their expectations this year as well. At times, uh, it didn't help that they played the Broncos and Raiders four times, but I just don't think they're as good as everyone's making them out to be. So that's another reason why I'm going to continue to harp on the Pats being the team in my mind to beat. No, and I, I kind of agree with the texter that said this is about beating Bill Belichick. Anthony Lynn has his hands full today. How do you go into Gillette, like Jesse said, is where you don't win games, especially in the playoffs. Like, how do you go in there and outsmart Bill Belichick? You know, how do you go in there and out-scheme 
Josh McDaniels and what they're able to do. I think uh, he and his coaching staff, hopefully they have something figured out because I don't think anybody wants to see an, another blow. You had two games yesterday that were kind of, I mean, kind of duds. You know, they were there. They, I mean, they, 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 they got competitive. Duds, but they, they, got, weren't, they the, weren't like really back. The Dallas forward. game got more competitive towards, you know, towards the end. But for the most part, it was like, eh, okay. These, so you want to see a good game, a good game. Can the Chargers leave this warm weather in Los Angeles and go out to freezing cold Foxborough and move the ball? You know, is Melvin Gordon going to be able to be as explosive as he's been? Is he even all the way, you know, ready to go, you know, for this game? Like, like you said, are, 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 are the tight ends in every, in every skill position, uh, are they ready to go out there to Foxborough and in freezing temperatures? And I don't know, is it snowing? Is it, it did not see snow. I just saw very cold. Because if it's snowing, then, man, Edge Patriots, they win. But if it's not snowing, then, man, they have a real shot at, at making some noise today. Can you believe that Vinatieri missed the field goal from 17 yards away yesterday? No, I can't. Just you said I, I, snowing in Patriots, I, and it reminded me of the the, I, the snow I, field well, goal. Well, then again, yes, I can. Let me take that back, man. I'm used to seeing. Vinatieri you know, doesn't miss anything. No, I mean, but the, you, that's when you that's when they do. It's when you don't expect them to miss, and then what do you know? And then you missed the, the extra upright. point, too. Like, off the upright. Who, who knew? It was really, really bad. Uh, the other thing with this, too, so looking forward a little bit with the Patriots, like like we teased before the segment started, we're, we're near the end of Tom Brady. We, we can see it, right? He says he wants to play at least 45. Maybe he will. But he's going to be playing more like this, which is underwhelming, but still good, solid. I would imagine if that's if that's if that's the case, if he keeps going to his forty-five at least. But they're running game right now. They've got a great young running back in Sony Michelle, and they've got a ton of other guys who help. And then receiving wise, it's kind of an aging, strange group, right? Uh, now that Josh Gordon is suspended again, you don't really have any explosive player anymore. Julian Edelman doesn't feel explosive anymore. Gronk doesn't feel explosive anymore. So moving forward, again, this is now ignoring this year. Whatever happens this year is moot in this conversation. Moving forward, Tom Brady's still there for a couple of years, but you're going to start seeing some changes in the skill positions. Do you have trust enough in this team in the front office to get guys who are talented enough to fill those spots because i i do agree with you when you're saying it doesn't feel like they're quite as good in the skill positions as they used to be and that's hard to replace sometimes if you lose a bunch of talent at once it's really hard to replace that absolutely you know you're losing you look at the seahawks you know and really they were we banged on them because they lost all their defensive talent like at one time like within one and two seasons everybody was gone and so you didn't think they'd be as competitive as they were able to be, and they came out and su- surprised everybody. This is a situation where everybody's coming from the offensive end. The Patriots' defense hasn't been what they hung their hat on for a long time. So how do you replace um, a guy like Josh Gordon, who came in and was such a huge part for you? How do you replace the Rob Gronkowski? The Pats have not drafted a good receiver. It's ever. Like, I'm trying to think of the last great receiver that they've gotten. It, that's usually defensive linemen linebackers, offensive linemen, that's typically where the Pats go. And then later in the draft, you'll you'll get, you know, running backs and you'll get a Garoppolo or you'll get a Jacoby Brissett or something like that. But what I can say is as long as they have the right leadership in place, man, I've seen this team take Matt Castle and go 11-5 and five and just barely miss the playoffs. I saw between Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo, the Patriots win three of four games with a suspended Brady. 
So I do think if they found another guy, he doesn't have to be the most talented. Brady's never been the most talented quarterback in the league. Never, ever. At any point, he's never been the most talented quarterback in the league. There's always been a Peyton Manning, a Drew Brees, or a Donovan McNabb, one of these other dudes that just does more, you know, with the ball, man. Tom has just been the most consistent and had the most wep- not the, the most weapons on defense kind of around him early in his career. And then offensively, you start getting the Gronkowskis and you get a Randy Moss eventually and you get some uh, LeGarrette Blunt and a lot of the guys that can really move the needle for you. If they can keep putting some of those impact players around them, either through free agency or through the draft, this Patriots team is still going to be competitive. Uh, That's all dependent upon who the leadership is. I'll say that much. All right, let's break. And next hour, we've got a hater to love it at 1030. We've got to talk about the Rams-Cowboys game from yesterday, which is coming up next, as well as the second game of the day, which is Saints-Eagles. So lots still to get to on Football Sunday. Text the Better You Today text line to 55305, and we will get to that all next hour here on The Fan.